Take your Bibles this morning, please, and turn to Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. Today, hey, we have honored our graduates, and we have celebrated what God has done in their lives. But I am sure that each of them recognizes they haven't arrived to where they want to be yet. They're still walking that road. And that is true in each of our lives. No matter where we are in life, we've not arrived yet because our destination is heaven. And we're all here. And so we still have a journey that needs to take place in our lives. God and I have conversations every once in a while. And when I'm talking with God, I say, okay, God, what do you want to accomplish at Calvary Baptist Church? What is your goal for this assembly of believers? And how do you want to use me to get us to that goal? How do you want us to develop your word? How do you want us to apply it to our hearts and our lives? Lord, Help us recognize those things. And and there are times that I struggle with that. This past year, or this past week, I looked back over almost eight years of ministry. 2011, we started ministry, and we were out of 1 John, and we started by understanding what a fellowship we have together here in Christ. Amen? Amen. What a fellowship, what a joy divine, leaning on the ever Isn't it great to be part of CBC? And we worked our way through that in 2012. We bounced out of Philippians chapter 3 where we said, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. And when we understand something about our fellowship, we have to understand what our perspective needs to be. 2013. We talked about ordinary people serving an extraordinary God and worked our way through Hebrews chapter 11 where God chronicles all of those saints of the faith. Just ordinary people that God used in a very special way to do some extraordinary things for him. Do you remember our self-portrait? Where we looked at the canvas and instead of seeing the picture of who we are, we saw Jesus Christ. And the goal was for us to be like Jesus. And then we went on to hand me another brick. (laughs) Yeah. 2016, we worked our way through 1 Thessalonians. Talking about growing in Christ. In 17, we talked about being living stones. Out of 1 Peter. Last year it was challenged by our past and committed to our future as we celebrated 75 years here in Battle Creek at CBC. And each of those was designed to help us build on the foundation that God has provided for us so that we might be the kind of people that God wants us to be. Somebody recently asked me, said, what is your passion for CBC? My passion is that we might be a body of believers that lives out Christ's likeness. 
that we might be an assembly that impacts our community for the kingdom of God, that we might be a place of truth, a place of tenderness, a place of transparency and testimony to the glory of God. It's my passion for CBC. And it's all encapsulated in our mission statement, is it not? To multiply Christ-like disciples who are passionate, obedient, dependent, connected, authentic, and relevant to multiply Christ-like disciples. And I've encapsulated all that this way, that we might be challenged and changed as we're conformed to the character of Christ. And so this year we are asking ourselves, how do you measure a church? How do you measure a church? What is God's measurement for CBC? What does he want for us? We've talked about purpose. And we've gone into the word of God where we are told that we are to live out our purpose. As the household of God, the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of, of truth. The household of God, think about that. We are the household of God. We are the assembled ones, the church of the living God. Amen? Hey, that's something special, folks. And we are the pillar and buttress of truth. This isn't just opinion. This isn't just what somebody thinks. This isn't what is culturally correct. This is what the truth of the Word of God says. And we're committed to that, right? That's our purpose. So what does that produce then? What is the product? And we have looked at the three key qualities of a church that is healthy and genuine. Faith, hope, and love, right? So what are those things? Faith. Faith is a confidence and trust that we have as Christ is our head. Amen? That's why we can say God is good all the time and all the time God is good. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, according to Hebrews chapter 11. It's confidence because Jesus Christ is the head of the church. Amen? So what is hope? Hope is that insight and stability in respect to our present and future relationship with God through Jesus Christ. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus Christ. Amen? And his righteousness. And so what is love? Love is that manifestation of Christ-like disciples within the body. Right? Jesus said, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples. If you have, say it with me. Love. Can we try that one more time? All right, here, here we go. Jesus Christ said that the manifestation within the body is that we might have love one for another. And it's that Christ-likeness. I don't have to like you, but I have to love you. And so that is what we are to produce, faith, hope, and love in our lives. Now the question comes, how do we do that? What is the process? If we are going to be the kind of church that God wants us to be. Are you in Acts chapter 2? In that early church there was a process. 
process that helped them develop into the kind of people that God wanted them to be. I want to start with verse 42. And I want to read down through the end of that chapter. And you follow along in in your copy of the word, all right? Acts chapter 2, starting with verse 42. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and prayers. And awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as had any need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with gladness and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. That's how they did it, folks. Now, I want you to look at your text, and I want you to identify something. I want you to, first of all, identify the ands. There are six sentences in this paragraph, and they all begin with and. Verse 42, and they. Verse 43, and all. Verse 44, and all. Verse 45, and they. Verse 46, and day by day. And then at the end of verse 47, there's another sentence that says, and the Lord added. So mark those in your Bible, because we are going to look at six truths, elements that help us to grow. Now, there's something else that I want you to look at in in this passage of Scripture. I want you to look at the identifiers It's important that we understand who the ands are for. Are you still in the text? Look with me at verse 42. They, themselves. Verse 43, every soul. Verse 44, all who believed. Verse 45, they. Did you see the identifiers? And we can sum it up in one word, And that word is used in verse 44, and it's used again in verse 46, and it's the word together. Do you see that in your text? Circle that, underline that, note that. Together, they accomplished what God wanted them to accomplish. We do not live in isolation. We are in this thing together. We cannot accomplish what God wants us as an assembly of believers, as the household of God, unless we do it together. Amen? I want you to look around right now and discover what together means. I don't see anybody looking around. All right, look around, look, look around, look around. Do you see some together? It's family, isn't it, Vern? We're we're in this thing together. Will you say the word together with me? Here we go. Very good. Underline that, tattoo that on your mind. Because we are in this thing together. John, thank you so much for not leaving me by myself up here. I saw you get up and I thought, praise the Lord, John's going to bail me out. 
We're in this thing together. And as a household of God, as an assembly of believers, the living God, we're together in what God has called us to do, and that is to be challenged and changed and conformed to the character of Jesus Christ. Amen? I don't plan to get through this message this morning. Okay? All right? But I want to start to identify the elements of this process that we all have to be committed to if we're going to be the kind of people that God wants us to be. Acts 2.42. We begin the process. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship to the breaking of bread and prayers. The first thing that is part of the fellowship is that they worked together. Now you say, I don't see any work in that verse. Let me tell you. When you devote yourself to the apostles' doctrine, it's work. When you commit yourself to biblical truth, it's work. When you understand what you're trying to live out in your lives, it takes effort. And when you understand that it's about the fellowship, and we'll talk about that in a minute, partnership, if you will, kononia, it takes work. And they began with devoting themselves to the apostles' doctrine. If you have a King James Version, it says, they continued steadfastly in. They recognized that there was indeed a standard for their lives. Remember we talked a little bit about the pillar and buttress of truth? You know, God has given a standard for you and for me for our lives. All scripture, right? All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is what? Profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction is righteousness. Why? That the child of God may be complete, King James, perfect, truly furnished unto all good works. We have a standard and we have to devote ourselves to that standard. Somebody said... This book will keep me from sin or sin will keep me from this book. And if we are going to be Christ-like, there is a standard in our lives. You remember what Jesus said? He said, my meat. And it's in John chapter 4 where the disciples wondered who'd fed Jesus because he didn't have any food. And Jesus said, my meat. The very nourishment of my soul is to do the will of him who sent me and to complete his work. What's the nourishment of your soul? What's the goal of your life? When it's all said and done, when somebody stands and gives a eulogy about you, what do you want said? number of things I'd like said. Are you taking notes? It'd be nice to be a nice guy. It'd be nice to have loved family. 
it, it, it'd be nice to have been faithful. But you know what I'd really like said? He lived out the word of God. He lived out the word of God. Connie, did you take that down? I have mentioned before that in the head of my casket, I want Isaiah chapter 40, verse 8, that says this, The grass withers, the flower fades away, but the word of our God stands forever. Amen? And if you and I are to to process what God wants us to be, we must begin by identifying our work together, and that is to continue steadfastly to devote ourselves to the Word of God. But not only do we devote ourselves to the Word of God, we also devote ourselves to the fellowship. The word there is kononia. We have a kononia class. And I'm thankful for that. And one of the reasons that that class is called Konania is because they do a lot of things together. Every Saturday evening, their leader, Al Carey, makes a half a dozen or a dozen phone calls just to find out how people are. And Sunday morning, he gives an update. That's together stuff. That's checking up on one another. That's a partnership within the gospel. John mentioned it this morning. We are all full-time Christians. Amen? We all have a partnership. You will reach people I'll never touch. You will know people I never know. You will influence people that I'll never have contact with. And you and I are in partners together. Because of the fellowship we have in Jesus Christ. It's about the fellowship. Working together. They did that in the early church. And how did they flesh that out? They devoted themselves to the apostles' doctrine. Continued steadfastly to the apostles. And the fellowship. And then we have breaking of bread and prayers. Did you notice that? Now, the breaking of bread in that early church could identify a couple of things. Could identify the celebration of the Lord's table. We do that once a month here. Well, we remember the given body and the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Isn't that a precious service? We'll do that next week. That's just a wonderful time together as we celebrate what God has done for us through his son, Jesus Christ. Amen. And we do that together. That's part of the fellowship. That's part of the partnership we have. That's part of the focus that's ours. Because God so loved all of us, right? And aren't you thankful he loved each of us too? But it also in that early church was an opportunity for them to get together and share. Yesterday at Brent's dad's celebration of life. Following the service, there was a dessert fellowship, and I like nothing better than dessert fellowships. It was great. And there were, what, Brent, 50, 75, 100 people that stayed, something like that. 
and to hear the stories that were being told and the common bond. And people would come up to me and I'd say, what's your connection? And they would tell me. And it was just wonderful. Part of our working together is that kind of connection where we tell each other what God is doing in our lives and we relate the wonder of our God's power and presence and we, we share with each other. You know, I don't know what God's do, doing in your life unless you tell me. And you don't know what God's doing in my life unless I tell you. And that's part of this breaking of bread together. We, we need more of that. I, I remember a day, I was just a little kid when we did this, that every Sunday afternoon, we'd get in the car and we'd go visit somebody. You remember those days? Some of you do. So, some of you had protected childhoods and didn't get to experience that. It's just what we did. You know what we do today? We cocoon. We crawl into our homes and we stay there and just enjoy ourselves. That's not how they did it in the early church. They worked together. And what did they do? They broke bread one with another and were intimate in each other's lives and shared with one another. That's the fellowship. And then what did they do? They prayed. The most effective thing you can do for me is to pray. The most effective thing you can do for CBC is to pray. The most effective thing you can do for your friends and family members is to pray. Prayer is the power that unlocks the wonder of God in our lives. Amen? It's great. You want to encourage somebody, go up to them after you've done it and say, I prayed for you this week. You want to encourage somebody? As they're sharing in your life, just pause right where you are. Put your arm around them and, and pray with them. One of our guys came into my office this morning and said, Pastor, I just need you to pray with me. That was precious. And aren't you thankful that we can pray anytime, in any place, about anything? Huh? Amen. The early church did. I'll give you an assignment this week. Work your way through the book of Acts in a study of prayer in that early church. See the kinds of things they prayed for. But they worked together. And folks, if we're going to be the kind of church God wants us to be, we have to work together with a commitment to the Word of God. Amen? And we have to work together with a commitment to the fellowship. Knowing that it takes some work to break bread together. It takes some work to pray for one another. It takes some work to invest in each other's lives. And they devoted themselves. If we're going to be what God wants us to be, that's where we have to start. I told you I didn't think I'd get through the message this morning. I thought I'd get further than I got.
But this is the process. If we're going to be the kind of people, Christ-like disciples, who are passionate, obedient, dependent, connected, authentic, and relevant, this is how we do it. We begin by devoting ourselves, continuing steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and in the fellowship, which includes breaking of bread and prayer, one with another. Isn't it great to be part of the family? Amen.